You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know. What's it all about? Everything you need. It's all the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 60. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Should I do that again? Why? Because you're a little, I just woke up voice? Yeah. No. I was sleepy. <laughs> it's so been it was, a long day. I was taking a little nap on the couch. I might have been. And I was like, hey, we need to. You were not. We need to record an episode, no. honey. Wake up. <laughs> Waked it up. <laughs> it's time to record an episode. <laughs> I don't think that's how that went at all. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> goes on at the Clip Out LLC. <laughs> We're not important enough to incorporate. No. So, <laughs> what you got in store? Uh, well, we have some questions about what Nicole Moline is up to. Okay. We're going to talk about a story we had a very long time ago, probably close to the inception of the podcast. Yes. About a Peloton employee. Gone and, rogue. And we have some tread updates. Awesome. All kinds of stuff. It sounds it. So, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe, and we have a review. Would you like to hear it? Of course. I, I don't know why I ask. You always say either. yes. You know, just one time you're going to be like, nope. <laughs> Don't care I would never say that That'll be the week We're either out of reviews Or somebody left a really shitty one <laughs> So uh, this is uh, from MD Kale He says I say he because I know who it is Yeah we've interviewed him. It's I whiskey remember. a go-go Yes uh, Crystal and Tom provide a hilarious weekly overview And update on all things Peloton Their conversational cadence Augmented with Crystal's squeeze <laughs> Are authentic and inspiring There hasn't been a podcast yet Where I haven't literally been in tears from laughter Well, we'll fix that <laughs> If you haven't listened in, please do Even if it's at two and a half times speed <laughs> 
Then we're just chipmunks. Yes. <laughs> I can't even imagine what your squee would sound like. It's just like... Oh. <laughs> now, imagine if you're listening to two and a half times speed, and she does a squee at two and a half times speed. Now, what would it sound like? <laughs> I'm still have sleepy voice. There's I, only so high a pitch I can go. <laughs> Asking a lot of me. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. And if you would like to leave a review, you can do that over at the iTunes, which is so popular with the kids these days. And uh, also, don't forget. Is it? You, Sure, why not? Uh, and don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, you can join our group and stay up to date on things throughout the week. So uh, there, we've done all that. I guess let's uh, dig in, shall we? Okay. It's time for news of the Paladin. Why, whatever has Nicole Moline been up to? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I know that she is in the middle of her retreat uh, that is going to happen. I've seen it on her Instagram and I've seen it on her Facebook. She's got a retreat where you can come and you can do all kinds of classes with her. And it's out in the middle of uh, the desert somewhere. And it's all very like personal and you get to like hang out on a very chill level. It's going to firewalk. Sounds like a thing where they're going to make you firewalk. I mean, I don't know if they do firewalk, but it's the kind of thing where a firewalk could occur. Do they make you smoke peyote and then put you in one of those uh, smoke huts? (laughs) I don't think it's that that much into the hippie stuff. Gotcha. But I think it wa- I think it tries to blend, you know, fitness with a little hippie, you know. Gotcha. It's like blending. But so I know that's Which happening. Which is weird. I thought people took up fitness so they could be less hippie. <laughs> it's a different kind of hippie. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> Remember how you just you had the article about the pot? Yes. So, you know, the fitness is getting more hippie. Fair enough. <laughs> but but here's the thing. There was an Instagram that Nordic Track put up that had Nicole Moline on it. So Nordic Track came out with a bike that's very similar to the Peloton. Gotcha. Um, and we didn't talk about it, honestly, just because at this point there's like four competitors out there. And, right. I mean, and I know Nordic Track is a big enough deal. Competitors or yeah, other it, people trying to... Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they have the same type of bike that you can do at home. That's right. where the similarity ends. Sure. But, but we've talked about other people doing this before. And, you know, I think, well, there's a reason we haven't discussed it any further uh, for further new entrants to the category. Um because there's just not a whole lot people are bringing to the table that's right. really new. I mean, and they don't seem to have live classes and they don't seem to have a ton of instructors. So at any rate, Nordic Track does have one of these bikes. And like I said, on their Instagram, they have this whole like wall of pictures that they posted. It was one of those little collages where you can see lots of people right in the center of the top row. Nicole Moline. So does that mean she's one of the instructors for Nordic Track? So nobody knows because if you go to Nicole's Instagram, it's not there. No mention of it. Interesting, right? So I just somebody mentioned it on our 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 clip out group page, right? And I just reached right on over to Nicole and I said, "What said, is up? What's up?" Yeah, and I did not get a response. <laughs> <laughs> so there so we you know go. Nothing. We you know have nothing. questions. <laughs> so do we. And and it's it's kind of interesting because I went to the Nordic Trek site and and I spent about thirty seconds on this. So like I am not trying to say I did any crack investigational. Right 
skills here. I think this is where the like the journalists would say uh, they did not return our calls before <laughs> press time. The, the, correct, that is correct. But I just wanted to point out that I I did attempt to find the instructors on the NordaTrack website because it says we have the best instructors in the world, hmm. and I was like, really? Because I mean, our beloved yeah. Peloton instructors like. I don't, I don't know about all that So I, I attempted to find these instructors And I can't find them on the website So I did not again I did not spend that much time on it I'm sure somebody out there with a little more energy for Sleuthing skills And and time yeah. <laughs> Might find them But Picture I did not you in like one of those old timey <laughs> fedoras With a magnifying glass Yeah and, and, a, and a pipe One yes. of those like hook pipes you know, for your weed. <laughs> What's with you in the pot lately? You're, You're always you, bringing it back. To you brought the pot up <laughs> because you were talking about hippie. Not every hippie smokes pot. No, some of them did acid. <laughs> I found the coaching tab. There's an iFit page. She's not on their page, so I don't know. Did you see the original thing that no, she was I on? Saw the, okay, so you, I saw okay. the um, Instagram. Like, that was a thing. That occurred, and no one's making that up. And it was posted on our, I our Facebook wall. I did not see that. It was a thing. So, don't know. It's it's mystery. If anybody right. has any inside info, The immortal words of Yule Brenner, tis... A puzzlement But uh, <laughs> uh, when we get more information We will pass it along to you Absolutely So a while back we talked about uh, A former Peloton employee Who uh, got caught with his hand in the cookie jar <laughs> Yeah like Not like he was not being fit And he was in the Peloton kitchen No We were in a <laughs> metaphorical cookie jar <laughs> He was taking cash Yes Cash, I say. Was, well, at the time, we had to say allegedly a whole bunch. We did. I we don't, did. We do, but we don't have to say allegedly anymore. No. Uh, according to the district attorney, the former Peloton executive pleads guilty to stealing more than $500,000 from two employees. It says the conviction... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Lawrence White, because I was calling him Larry. Yeah. Larry! <laughs> yeah, well, good old Larry. So, apparently, what he did is he took... Corporate credit cards and he, what he knew about the finances there, and he was using it to his benefit. He was going on vacations. He was running up cards. He opened a card that the company knew nothing about in that, the company's name. That is uh, ill-advised. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a great couple of years. <laughs> sure. God, remember what was some of the things he he was like? He was, he was like, like in, in Colorado. And, he and, was like in a hot tub in Aspen. Yes, it was crazy. Yeah, he like, looked like a Bond villain. He did. He did look like a Bond villain, and um, turns out he sucks at that life because yes. he did not get away with it. So uh, it says that from February 2015 to July 2016, White was employed at Peloton, a high tech stationary bicycle company. I mean, they're a little more than that, but we'll let that yeah, go. It's a government press release. Yeah, that's, you they're, know, what do you want? They're paid to be boring. Right. In that role, he supervised a team of accountants and finance professionals and managed accounts receivable and accounts payable for the company. While at Peloton, White used two of the co company's corporate credit cards, which had been legitimately issued to him, to make 
unauthorized purchases for personal expenses. He also opened an American Express card in the company's name without the company's knowledge and used it to charge personal expenses such as food, alcohol, and personal travel to the company's account. In addition, White sent payments from the company to a fake vendor account he had created, then transferred those funds into his personal checking account. In total, the defendant stole more than $400,000 from Peloton before leaving the company in 2016. And then... From September of 2016 to March of 2017, White was employed at Rocket Trip, and he did the same thing. So, I guess what happened, from what I'm reading here, Peloton, when they did an audit, an internal audit, they caught that there were some things that did not look right. So, do you think he'd been doing that for, like, at other places his whole life, and he just kept getting away with it, or... If that were the case, I would think there would be more charges here. But who knows? I mean, that's just at first blush. That's my first impression. Sure. I don't know. I, I have no clue. I could see that going either way. I could see it that, you know, he had worked in positions in the past and kind of elevated his way up to Peloton. It was a startup. And... They didn't have everything super, super heavily regulated because they were a startup. Right. And so it was a little easy to take advantage, is just, my guess. Just pure conjecture. But uh, I wonder if, like, he was banking on it not making it. I don't know. You know, because if you think about it, if it's a startup and they have all this cash floating around and you do something like that. And then the startup fails. Nobody's going to dig into it. It's like the producers, right? right? Like you can take all this money from investors, and if your play's not a hit, it doesn't matter. Well, the play's a flop. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I just I kind of wonder if. Well, if that were the case, then I would I would think that you know Rocket Trip. But that's that, that's interesting that you say that because I, as I said that, I looked over at the screen and it says a business travel startup company. Right. Also a startup. And like maybe Rocket Trip <laughs> only figured it out because it, he left Peloton to go there. And when Peloton caught him, Rocket Trip was like, oh, wait, just and then they yeah, started. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like they alert. I mean, I'm not saying Peloton alerted them, but like it sounds like so, whoever was investigating right. it then alerted his current employer. Of like you should start uh, taking a second, taking a gander. <laughs> Give this guy some side eye. Yes. <laughs> Looks like he deserves it. Yes. <laughs> well, well, which one's that? The, uh, the one with the hot tub in his office? <laughs> that one? Okay. I mean, Larry's always such a great That's guy. So weird. He always offers to pay for dinner. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? Who the fuck is? <laughs> it's like we are. We're always in his office playing ski ball. <laughs> Man, and I just think about. How you you hear you've heard John Foley more in the last few months talk about how rough the first couple of years were. It's probably because of this guy. I know that <laughs> asshole, Larry. What the hell, man? I, I never thought about it, but, I, but yeah, he, this it might that might played a role. Yeah, and, and it also it kind of explains like why can't we get this company to make money? Oh, because because Larry because Larry, Larry's making all the money. And also, it's interesting too that like you know John Foley never really opened up about. The profitability of the company Yay or nay And I wonder if he couldn't Because the court process was still occurring <laughs> Like they didn't have it far enough Down the pipe that he even could I, and, and talk about conjecture That right, is completely like, yeah. speculation on my point right. My part um, But it's uh, it's very interesting I'm really glad that you found this article Because it's nice to circle back And I'm glad that Larry is going to go to jail I could not find anything in that press release that said what his sentence would be. So the one thing we don't know is what's going to happen to Larry. So we're going to have to still stay tuned on the story to find out what his sentence is. We just know that he pled guilty. 
So we have two stories in a row with no definitive conclusion. <laughs> We're crushing This is news as it's happening, Tom. <laughs> We're crushing it this week. Just crushing it. In our defense, a lot of shit's been happening. <laughs> well then moving right along. Next. There's uh there's some updates in the world of the tread. Do you yes. actually have them? <laughs> <laughs> What 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 do those fingers mean? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, very excited to announce that there are four new instructors for the tread, um, and this is super exciting because I'm going to start with the most exciting one for me personally, and that is. Matt Wilpers is going to be teaching the tread. Look at that. According to what I read, he's going to be adding the tread to his schedule. So he's not leaving the bike. He is doing both, just like Robin Arzon is. But he is adding the tread, which is super, super exciting. And um, well, he has and he has a strong running background. Oh yeah, he is a certified marathon training coach. Um, he's actually, I'm, I'm almost positive he's an Ironman training coach. Like he's, Makes you know. Sense. Officially, he doesn't like to talk about it. He invented the Boston Marathon. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure that's true. Oh that's a God. true fact. I just made up. Oh, Tom. <laughs> oh, Tom. He invented the Nike swoosh. <laughs> He's on it. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, uh, he is a, div- a former Division One distance runner, a longtime coach, avid road cyclist. And uh, he is now going to be teaching on the tread. And then, of course, we have previously announced that there were going to be some new people added to the tread launch, but they had not officially started. They weren't on the schedule. Now they are. Uh, We have Oliver Lee. Uh, He's from London. He has a wide range of personal training and boot camp experience. His his treadmill is going to be on the left side of the road. (laughs) That's going to be very confusing for the people trying to... Oliver... Since he's from London, we've I believe we've talked about before, will he end up at the London headquarters? Right. You know, that's interesting to think about. And then we have Selena Samuela. Uh, she is Italian and heritage, Hawaiian in spirit. Uh, she comes from comes to the Peloton Tread family packing a punch. She's in an amateur boxer and surfer. So she brings a unique energy to every class. So it's also interesting because Selena, you know, what could be interesting there is that there is there's thought that maybe that fourth product line could be some kind of boxing type of thing. So we have uh, Jennifer Jacobs, who has quite a history with boxing and then Selena. So that's interesting to throw around. And then Chase Tucker. Larry's pretty lucky that... uh they didn't have the boxing coaches <laughs> when he was still there. Could have had a much different but more gratifying conclusion. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so then Chase Tucker, with a background in physical therapy and life coaching, Chase fell in love with the fulfilling process of helping people improve their lives through physical fitness. So um, Chase has actually posted on the Tread Group page before. He had like a little video. Um, apparently, they weren't supposed to start posting on any Facebook pages until they started teaching. That was our bad for not knowing that. Whoops. But uh, man, what a fun guy. Like he's so excited to start <laughs> teaching for Peloton. Just absolutely ecstatic. This guy, I, he has like the personality a mile Wide. I can't wait to take classes with this guy. Awesome. Yeah. This whole lineup is going to be great. So we're up to nine tread instructors now. Nine. Now we just need the tread in our house. (laughs) One day soon. One day. That's what they say. I mean, it's June and we haven't even gotten, 
any details. I'm getting a little nervous about this fall. I think fall is quickly turning yeah, think, to winter. Well, I think, yeah, and you're, well, I think also in your mind, you're like, fall is like September 1st. <laughs> well, there's no doubt. I well, mean, last if, time you're like, fall is like August. If I'm, I'm like, wearing a hoodie, it's fall. Yeah, like, August is not fall. <laughs> I know, but, but I'm worried that at this point, it's not even going to be October because there's like a whole lot that still needs to be announced. They haven't even started the process of taking the rest of our money, you know? So yeah. I just eh, I'm getting a little nervous. Well, I'm sure they've got a plan in place. They always do. They always do. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like, like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread <laughs> i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us via Skype a phone today is Marla Kaminsky. Hey, Marla. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Isn't there a... Baseball field named Kaminsky. Is there? I don't know. It's. it's I think it's Kaminsky. Oh, okay. <laughs> the fact that he like even Kaminsky. knows anything sports related always throws me. I'm like, the, what? How do you? Well, even? I, just, I sounded vaguely familiar, and and uh, 
And the, it's not I guess the same the, word. The fact, that, <laughs> the, fact that I, the fact that I refer to it as a baseball field probably tells you everything I, I know about sports. Right. right. Well, yeah. Although my son always reminds me that there's a basketball player with the last name Kaminsky. Which oh, is, is there? The same as ours. Yes. Oh. How about that? She's like, that is actually the same word. <laughs> yeah, all I got is Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> and so, she doesn't spell it the same. I got vagina flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Hooray. not true. You've got hand the hand cream, O'Keefe's hand cream. Oh yeah, the foot cream. Yeah. <laughs> O'Keefe's well, nut if you butter. want to talk about that, my maiden name was uh-huh. Felix. F-A-L-I-C-K. But imagine yeah. every single time we went to a restaurant, phallic, party of five. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I was happy to get married. <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. yeah. What's exactly. your, you're going out on dates with people. Steven Hitler? Sure. I'm down. Like, exactly. Whatever's going to get rid of Fallon. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, so Marla, uh, tell us how, how you found Peloton and, and how you ended up with a bike. So there's a backstory to it. And I'm going to kind of get a little personal here and tell you the backstory, if that's okay before I tell you how I wound up with the bike. Absolutely. Okay. So, and especially because I think it's relevant right now. Yeah. Um, So back in, so I guess like when I was a kid to kind of gloss over it, when I was a kid, I always had like, like I was always very like up and down and um, happy and really sad. And I really thought it was how everybody felt. I just, um, I thought that was just how everybody lived their life. And especially because people said to me like, oh, you know, people would just say to me, oh, that's just Marla. You know, that's just just who she is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And kids are always like that. If you're a kid, I say kids are always like that. I mean, you're a kid. All you know is what you've known. Right. And so it doesn't matter if you grow up in New York or Bangladesh. That's just, well, of course the world looks like this. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your world consists of, that's what you know. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's, you know, that's what, you know, and some days were so horrible. Like, and I just, but again, I just thought that everybody was like that. And so I, you know, grew up whatever and got through my teenage years. And in my early twenties, I started running marathons and I, I got really into it. And even in 2005, I did a Ironman, which was sort of a side as a side story. I was living in Arizona and everybody ran there and I was part of a running group and there were some elite athletes in the running group. And then they announced that there was going to be the Ironman in Arizona and they signed up and they were like, come on, Marla, sign up. I've never done a triathlon. No idea what I was getting myself into. So I was like, sure. <laughs> so I signed up for the Ironman. Dumbest decision ever. But anyway, I can't, I I can't believe it. you I even. It. Yeah, I can't believe you finished it because they are insane. And it doesn't sound like it was a half Ironman. That's a full. Iron Man. No, no, it was a full Iron Man. Yep. It took me 17 hours and nine minutes. You have 18 Holy hours shit. to finish it. Oh my <laughs> God. Wow. Oh, and there's a great picture. I'll send it to you of me <laughs> crossing the finish line. And everybody's like, that's so awesome. And I tell them that look on my face was just that I didn't have to get on the bike the next day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were so, done. <laughs> so I'll send that picture. To you. <laughs> but anyways, so at the time I didn't realize it, but looking back, 
I think it was just like, uh, it was stability for me. It was like, I knew I had the schedule and I knew what I had to do to be ready for the race, whether it was, you know, no matter what it was. And for me, really, it was never, and even today, like even like I'm a, I cycle outdoors as well. And it's never about racing or being fast or being at the top of the leaderboard for me. It's always been about camaraderie. It's been about friendships and connecting with people. And, and back when I ran marathons, you weren't allowed to wear headphones. So everybody just talked and everybody just, you talk to strangers, you talk to whomever. And it, it was fun. It, it was really fun. And I, 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 in some ways, I wish it would go back to that because it, it was such a social sport. You, you can't um, wear headphones uh, during Ironmans, just so you know. So you, you, can you, go, you, you cannot wear headphones during Ironmans. It is not yeah. allowed. <laughs> still not, yeah. And, and it used to be not allowed during marathons. And I don't know where we came into, you know, everybody just sort of zones out into their own music because it was so fun. I mean, it was so fun. You just, you know, I just would meet lots of people and you would talk to them and you learned about other people's experiences and other people's worlds. And, you know, that sort of went away. So yeah. I just can't imagine uh, having a conversation while, while you're, running. Like, I would just think you'd be so or while biking. Exhausted. I would just be like, yeah. And how do you I know you have to stay a, for a certain distance away from people or it's considered drafting. So how do you talk to people like when you're biking in the middle of a triathlon? How does that even well, only you only have to you only have to do that on the bike. So once you're out, once you're running, you can run with people. OK, gotcha. So okay. and obviously you can't talk while you're swimming, but when, when you're running with people, <laughs> well, that would be really hard. What if you're so, Aquaman? Yeah, no, on the bike. I mean, if you're next to the person, they don't make such a big deal out of it. And the truth of the matter is, is I'm never like I'm not fast. I'm never going to be fast. I, I, I that's not how I'm built. I'm built for endurance. So I'm not you know, I'm generally not. I mean, I'm working hard. Like when I'm on the bike in a class, I'm working hard. But, you know, if I'm if I'm training for a marathon or training for a triathlon or something like, or just out for a bike ride, we're not working so hard that we can't talk to each other. We sort of sort of say in that as Wilpers would say, we stay like in that zone three. Gotcha. So, OK. Yeah. So but anyway, so I sort of had that stability. And then, you know, then I got married and I had kids and, you know, working out became less of a priority for me as it does with most people. And then my kids kind of were little and I think it was early 2016. I didn't know at the time, but I started to have like looking back, it was so obvious, but I started to have real problems. Like I wasn't sleeping at night. I would either not sleep at night at all, or I would be like, I would sleep a ton. Um, I was really irritable with people. I just like couldn't, like everything was just, things which just weren't right. I couldn't like find, I don't know like how to describe it, but I just couldn't find like normal, if that makes sense. But at the time, I didn't really think anything of it because I just figured I was busy with, you know, I was busy with life. Yeah. Um, it, it was about the summer that I went to Israel on a group, summer of 16, that I went to Israel with a group. And then it really became prevalent because we were doing these really long days. I mean, we'd be up and on the bus at six in the morning and mm -hmm. we'd go to like 10 o'clock at night and we wouldn't get Oof. back. And I still, like I would get up at four in the morning and go running before, you know, we had to be up. Jeez. And so, I mean, it was an amazing trip, but like, it was just, you know, I, again, looking back, I can't believe that I, I was like that. And, um, I got back and I kind of hit a wall and, I went from this, like, you know, not sleeping or whatever to literally not being able to get out of bed. And just like, it was like everything I had felt in before, like when I felt like, you know, depressed or whatever, but like 10 times that. And one of the things that somebody had always asked me is like, or one of the things that I had heard, I don't know if it was like at some point was you have to wake up every morning and say to yourself, am I going to be okay today? And I woke up that morning and I said, I'm, I'm not going to be okay today. Like I, I'm not going to be okay today. I don't know 
know if I'm going to get through today. And, you know, and it's hard because like I have this amazing family and a great job and, you know, like my life on the outside seems perfect. And on yeah, the like inside, on paper, like, everything should be fine. You can't. I, I, I've experienced moments like that where I'm like, why? Why am I upset? Why am I not happy when ev- everything that I want I have? It's yes. disorienting to see that. Exactly. And that's the thing. You try to like force yourself to like say like, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. You know, it's OK. I'm fine. You know, somebody calls and says, how are you? I'm fine. You know, because mm-hmm. um, you should be. But inside, it's like this, like it's like this, like like every muscle is tearing at each other. Every organ is tearing at each other. And you just like don't know why. And again, you look at your outside world and we're fortunate enough to that everything should be OK. But I sought out some advice from a few different people and I wound up um, calling my husband and he wound up taking me um, to, uh, we're very lucky, you know, um, at the University of Michigan, we have a, you know, obviously great, you know, medical services and um, a great medical center. And he wound up taking me, they have a dedicated psychiatric emergency room there. And so we decided to go and, you know, it was a process, you know, and it was a scary process because you check in and they like put like a band on you so you can't can't leave the room and I mean they treat you like you're crazy yeah and you know I didn't feel crazy I just felt not right yeah that makes sense yeah so you probably I mean I can only imagine that you felt like the precautions they were taking seemed extreme compared to how you felt yes that's a that's Yes, exactly. And they like even like when you came in and they well, so what happened was they decided to they after, you know, meeting with several doctors and psychologists, they they said, you know, we really think you need to go somewhere. We don't think that this can be handled the outpatient or anything like that. And like that was like a bomb. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not I'm not that bad. Yeah. And it, it was, it probably took me like an hour to, cause it's a, you know, self admit. You're not, they, can't, you're not, they um, didn't make you go. They, they left right. it up to you. So, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I finally had to say, you know, yes, I'll go. And I, I, I can't imagine like what, I mean, I, if it's, if it's, if you can explain, do you know why they felt like you couldn't handle it in an outpatient environment? Like what were the symptoms or what were the things that you were feeling that kind of triggered that we can't handle this in an outpatient environment? Do you know? Well, I think that, I mean, at the bottom line and nobody, you know, it's a very hard thing to say, but I think that they thought I was suicidal. I think that they thought I might take my life. Well, then, yeah. then yeah, then that would be the right choice. But I'm sure, I'm sure but, from your vantage point, that was a very difficult thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, you know, from their perspective, I, it was, I, I, yeah, I mean, the idea that, you know, I was so used to living like with some of this, that it was just sort of like the idea that, because at that moment, I didn't think I was, you know, at that point, but the fact that if I didn't go that very quickly, I could make that decision was sort of a really scary proposition. Yeah. You know, and they're the experts, they know, you know, and the, like, the thing is, is like that, that's the thing. And, and, you know, is like you, like when you're, when you have your friends and you have your world around you and you see these people, like, how do you know, you know, how do you know that somebody is that, that upset versus just, you know, having a bad day. But I mean, that's what they're there for. Yeah. So I trust as who, who is it that says trust the process? Uh, that would be Alex. Yes. So as Alex said, I, I trusted the process it's, before it's I knew a, to trust the process. At some point you have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's always a scary first step because, I mean, some people trust the process and, you know, they end up in cults. You know yeah, what I mean? so yeah, it's like, that's so true. You know, like sometimes like you trust. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, so I mean, it's like you, sometimes you you got to make sure you're investing in the right process. You yeah, know? but that's difficult if you yeah, don't sure. if you don't trust your own if you don't feel like you're healthy in a healthy spot, and so therefore you can't trust your own brain. Then how difficult is it to then trust in other people? Like that that seems like a terrifying prospect when I think about what you must have gone through. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I and I think that the idea. I mean, I think some of it too was just that, that I knew that like this was like a de- these were dedicated experts. This was not a regular emergency room where you're dealing with you know resident or just somebody that's not specifically trained in this issue. These are people that are specifically trained to know you know where you're at when you don't know where you're at. So if that makes sense. Um, but I decided to go and it was interesting because like at that moment when you talk about it being scary, when I decided to go, they actually take you into another room and they like search you. I mean, not like, you know, anything like weird. They just like pat you down and, you know, make sure you don't have anything on you. And, you know, and it it was just sort of like, like, wow, it was, um, when they took me to the, I wound up being on an open unit, which was really, it wasn't like what people think of when they think of a, you know, psychiatric ward. It was, we weren't behind padded walls. We weren't behind, it was other people that sort of had anxiety and depression and other issues like me and um so we could like walk around and go and we could go get coffee or whatever we weren't like locked on the unit it wasn't like somebody had to open a door for us to go somewhere um but when i got there they make you sign something and this was because i I was going on my own right Mm -hmm. and they make you sign something that they can hold you for 72 hours without your against your will once you are there and that blew me away like I didn't want to sign that. I can imagine yeah. that would be a very terrifying moment. That's giving up a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because at that point you're like, yeah. I mean, you've basically given up all your power. You're really trusting the process at that point. Yeah. So, but I signed it and I went in and, um, you know, to sort of get to you know where the um to get to you know how I wound up with the bike. You um, know, I, I just real quick, I have a quick question about the seventy-two yeah. hour thing. Is that seventy-two hours from that moment, or does that give them like? Or can they start that clock whenever they want? It's from the, I believe, I don't know, but I think it's from the moment I say I want to leave. They can. They could choose to keep you for 72 hours. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like from once you're like there for 72 hours, they don't have that power anymore. They, right. They, still oh. have they can start that clock when that's what I thought. Like they can kind of. So as can, soon as you as soon as you put up the flag that you want to go, then it's like, OK, we're going to look at this for 72 hours. If and they disagree. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, mm, yeah, no. Right. OK. OK. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. And that's really I mean, like the fact that I don't, I don't know. So that was really hard for me to do. And but, you know, I got there and, and I think I literally probably cried. No exaggeration for. 12 hours straight like I sat in my room and I cried and I I mean cried not like little like big ugly fat <laughs> cry it was not pretty the balling so, <laughs> um, I've seen myself after I've gotten out of a class Peloton, and it was a lot worse than that <laughs> um, but at that at that night a nursing student came in and, you know she was doing her rotations on, uh, on psych and she just started talking to me like I was normal and it was at that point that I realized that like I have a kid I have kids I have a life I'm sick just like if I had diabetes or 
or a heart condition or God forbid anything else, like I would treat it and this needed treating. There was something wrong and they had to find out what it was and make it so I could get better. And so I just sort of dropped myself into where I was and I was there about four or five days and you meet with like, you know, a lot of people ask me, it's funny because like when I start telling, I was really reluctant. I was very secretive about it for a long time. And then I realized, you know, I told one person and I told two people and they always had a lot of questions. They questions out of curiosity and questions because they maybe have experienced, they knew somebody that experienced something like what I was feeling. So they always had like a lot of questions of like, how did you know, you know, it was that bad? You know, what was it like? Um, but like, you know, so I try to be really, you know, that's why, I mean, that's part of the reason that, you know, I, I think this is a good conversation to have. And, um, and also, um, just that, um, you know, I think it's something we need to, we need to talk about more. We need to you know not be so afraid of. Um, but I invested in myself while I was there and I, you know, they, you see, um, I saw like two or three doctors a day, you know, and there was a lot of testing. Like there was this one test, I did like 500 questions. It was brutal. Mm. Uh, and they did, they, we, they actually did acupuncture and they tried you on different meds. The goal of being there is actually acute care, like, so, like figure out the problem, get the problem like under control. And then they um, send you, you know, on your way and you, you leave, before you leave, you have to have, you know, your appointments with a psychiatrist, your appointments with a, you know, some kind of talk therapy, whatever it is. Um, you have to be on your meds regularly and then they let you go. And actually, one of the things that they make you do is they make you fill out this form. And some of it was, um, you know, it was like, um, what do I, you know, what, do, what am I going to do when I'm feeling bad? What are the resources I have available to me, like cognitively, you know, and my friends and, you know, how am I going to let people you know, how am I going to, you know, talk to my friends about when I get out, like about, you know, what to watch for and, you know, because sometimes you don't always see it. So mm -hmm. you had to like fill out this paperwork that talked about how, what you were going to do a plan when you got home. And um, so like one of the, you know, so like it was, you know, my warning signs were, for example, if I'm sleeping too much, if I'm not sleeping enough, um, if I'm irritable, if I'm, you know, there are certain people like my husband that I snap at all the time because that's what we do. Well, <laughs> 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 like, if I snap at somebody I don't normally snap at or things like that, that's all like warning signs. And one of my warning signs was not working out. Um, I tend to work out regularly and, you know, and you can't sort of find it in you. That was a, you know, a big sign for me. Um, and then, um, you know, so you had to fill out that paperwork and, um, and I, um, you know, I got out of the hospital and I, you know, you're sort of like, like that was really hard because like you go from this completely controlled environment back to like the world. And it was really scary. And it was funny because there were other people there that we talk about like how scary it would be like to go back to your normal life. Like, are you really going to be like, are you really like you go there and you feel, you feel better because you're in this controlled environment and you're getting, you know, everything from, you know, art therapy to talk therapy to acupuncture. And then you're going back into the world and that like moment is sort of a scary proposition and we talked a lot about that um, I, I can't even imagine because just just going from being on vacation to not being on vacation <laughs> horrible. that's what I was thinking I was like it's kind of like an all-inclusive resort in some ways because you also don't have to worry about the mundane things you're not doing laundry you're not cooking your yeah. meals right. like, every you know, everything yeah. is taken care of for you from a domestic standpoint so you can really focus on what you need to focus on 
on. But then like the loudness of the world kicks back in, you know, like, like, like when we got back from vacation, uh, we went to we had our car parked in one of those uh, parking garages and then, you know, they, they pull it up for you kind of thing. Well, when we got there, our our tire was flat. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome and, home. Right. And yeah. it's like that moment of just like, oh, I can't just go to the beach and have a drink, you know. Yeah. And so so you couldn't. So for, for your standpoint, like the real situation, right. you couldn't just be like, I would think that would be terrifying. You get home and you don't know, you know, is, is somebody in your household going to be fighting? Is somebody in your family going to be fighting? Is work going to stress you out? Is whatever. And you can't just turn to your, your room at the hospital and just take a moment, you know? Yeah. And you're also yeah. not surrounded by people who are... Who get it. Who are who get it, who are aware of the situation. I mean, maybe in your home you will be, but not when there's that dickweed who takes your parking spot at Walmart. <laughs> right. right? Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, so it's... You know, <laughs> she's like, yes, that guy. Yes, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna and shank him. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not endorsing violence. No. <laughs> I don't know how, how. Hang on. Hear me out. How how good of a parking yes, spot how? was it? If it's immediately adjacent to a handicap spot, then I think you're allowed to shank them. <laughs> That's yeah, what is it, that movie? What is it, Fried Green Tomatoes? Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm old and I have insurance. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but I can't yeah. even imagine that adjustment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. That was probably the scariest part. Um, but again, I knew, like, I knew that they knew what they were doing. And I knew that I had to... I knew that I had to take everything that I learned in there and just sort of apply it. Like, um, and so like, I knew when I got home that I, you know, that nine o'clock rolled around, it was time for me to get in bed that, you know, six o'clock in the morning rolled down. I just had to go through the, go through the motions. Does it make, okay. I had to go through the motions until the motions became normal. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. I, if I didn't want to go to bed at nine, I went to bed at nine. If I got out of bed at six or six thirty, even if I didn't want to, I um, forced myself to work out, which, you know, it, which, you know, even if I didn't want to, I sat my friends down. And I told them, you know, these are the things that, you know, this is what happened. And these are the things we're looking for. I mean, till this day, um, you know, with what happened, you know, with um, Kate Spade and, and Anthony Bourdain, and I, it really hits me really, this kind of stuff really hits me hard. And I had a friend pick up the phone yesterday morning and just, you know, right after the news broke about Anthony Bourdain and she, you know, she called me and said, are you okay? And, you know, to know that my, you know, that I have that that world that you know i created a very soft world around me if that makes sense like um, a good support yeah. network of of people yeah, yeah. and things um yeah. which you know kind of gets to you know gets to the um gets to the peloton um i i um I, one of the things i knew i needed was i needed you know i lots of things i knew i, I knew i needed to take my medications every day i knew i needed to you know spend time with my friends again i knew i needed to go to bed at nine and wake up at six well i've never been a gym person and i have forced myself to go to the gym and i i mean i'll run outside or whatever i I don't want to be around other people's gross habits mm-hmm. in the gym. I don't want to feel other people's sweat. I just, I don't. I get it. Um, and so I sort of like resign myself to that. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think probably I just, most of us that have a Peloton, maybe somewhat <laughs> like to yeah, me, like to I, work out alone. To me, it wasn't so much the other people's sweat or gross habits. I can block that out, but I hate feeling judged that I'm not doing enough. Like, yes. it, and, it, and I know it's 
sense in my head. I know I understand logically that nobody else gives a crap what I'm doing or not doing. But but when I'm there, that's how I feel. And so I like working at home. I like working out at home so that I don't even have that in my brain so that I can focus on what I'm doing. What do we say to the kids all the time, honey? You you wouldn't worry about what people thought of you if you realized how seldom they did. I know. I know. That's a good. That's good. I like. Yeah. <laughs> we often, Dr. yeah, Phil. yeah. You do think that people are thinking about you all the time, and they're really just thinking about themselves. Which yeah. is, they are. Just they are. I, you know. <laughs> so. Sorry, but anyway, yes, I understand working out at home. <laughs> um. So I, you know, I, I started creating a gym for myself in the basement, and then I saw like the commercials for Peloton, and I was like, I love. I I've always loved to ride. I, you know, it, it's. I like that. You know, I can go. You know, fifty seventy miles and be in a different county versus you know at my pace running 10 feet from my house (laughs) (laughs) right so um i saw the commercials and then i was like i'm not one to buy something online so i was at the mall somerset mall in troy michigan and they were opening a peloton studio it wasn't even open yet and i went in and i talked to you know the the i think it was carly and um and then they opened and i went in and we tried out the bike and then I, of course, I sent my husband to try out the bike and, and, um, you know, I, I knew that this would give me the, like, we, we decided to buy it and we decided to buy it because we, I knew that this would get on the bad days. This would give why I thought I was buying it at the time was because I knew on the bad days, this would give me that structure, that structure of knowing that, you know, I have to go to, you know, like the same idea, go to bed at nine, wake up at six, just go downstairs, get on the bike. You know, there's no driving to the gym. There's no, you know, what am I going to do? There's no choice. You just pick out a ride, live ride on demand and you just do it. You know, you don't, you, you can turn off your brain you just do it. And I knew that that would give me that. And that was again, part of my, you know, getting healthy. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a small investment, but to this day, I say it was, I mean, out of anything I've ever bought, the Peloton is the best investment we've ever made for my mental wellness, for our physical health, for friendships, for just, I mean, the, it is really, you know, we, I thought that I was buying the bike for, um, you know, for that stability. And I had no idea that I was going to find like a whole community of people um, that are, um, you know, supportive and on and off the bike, you know, like, I love this new high five thing, like just random people <laughs> high fiving you. Isn't that, isn't that fun? Oh my God. I love it. Especially when I take, cause I take a lot of on demand rides. It's just with working and trying to do the podcast. It's just, that's how my life works. And so, um, it makes me so happy to see other people that are riding on demand that are my friends and they high five me as soon as I log on. That just, it makes me, it makes my heart so happy. And I get like random high fives too. Yes. I'll be on an on-demand ride. It's just some rando will high five me. I think it's so fun because it's like, wow, for that split second, somebody saw me and like decided I was even just a little bit important enough to hit that, to hit that, you know, high five. You're like, oh, I still got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you know, I, you know, I, I found this like whole community. Like, um, I become like I've like developed friendships. Like, I always tell people I could go anywhere in the country and know somebody from Peloton. And meet up with them Like I so you know, true. Like Lisa true. Carlson Who a lot of people know And Fred Walkler And just you know People local Like um you know, I just like, there's this whole, like, um, there's this whole 
you know, group of people off the bike that connect and talk about the bike. And, you know, one of the groups I'm in and we talk about the, I mean, we sometimes talk about the bike and other times we talk about upside down pineapples. (laughs) 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 For those of you that got that reference. (laughs) Do you get that reference? Uh, No, I've heard lots of talk about pineapples, but not the upside down. So you're gonna have to explain that one. Well, I'll let you Google it. How about that? Oh, dear. (laughs) It's like a Cleveland steamer or something. (laughs) It's gonna now it's gonna be on the uh, what is it's popular searches. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm gonna have to Google that right now. <laughs> so um yeah i mean so i just like i know i didn't know like that i was going to find this like not just like you know that that one line in my wellness plan that said you know uh you know exercise but i was going to find like this like the other you know the other thing of like that you know i have to you know you know talk to other people and you know keep myself ice from being isolated and things like that i didn't think i was going to get that piece of it i never imagined and an, an, like any, it never even crossed my mind that this bike, what do we call it, the bike that goes nowhere, would yeah. would be like part of this whole like thing that like has I don't I don't want to say fixed me, but fixed me has you know made me feel like um, like I, like now I feel like I think every but most other people that are healthy feel, and I never knew that and it keeps me there you know not just because i exercise every day but because i have all these other things that go along with the bike and it really i mean it's really it's it's so much more than just a bike i feel included i feel like i'm a part of something i mean again there's like nothing better than getting on the bike and like getting a shout out or i mean even just like you get on the bike and like for somebody that's having a bad day, you know, that has a Peloton, they get on the bike and they get that like beautiful smile from Matt Wilpers or, uh, um, or a mantra from Christine or, you know, Allie's like, you know, jumping up and telling you to get out, get at it. Um, you know, like that can change the whole course of your day. That can change the whole, whole course of your week. And I, I can tell you specifically that it has like that one smile from an instructor or one shout out or one. And I don't know if they realize this, that it's, that it's it can for somebody that's having a bad day that just got you know yelled at at work or feels depressed or doesn't you know that 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 small like when they jump out of the bike and do something or when they you know push you a little bit or just smile at you like i don't know if they realize the impact that 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 they have on the peloton world i mean do you think they realize that? I, I don't. I mean, I think that they know that they have fans. And I think that especially the newer instructors, they're trying to, um, you know, kind of come to terms with that and what that means, because they're they see it as a, as, you know, kind of a, a sense of fame. But I, I don't think that they realize the uh, motivation and the how they can change people's lives. I, I don't think they know that. It's important to me that they do. And I hope that I'm sure some of them listen and and will listen to this. And um, because when somebody deals with, you know, my my diagnosis is, you know, uh, bipolar disorder. And um, when I feel depressed, like, again, just the like it, it, it really when I'm feeling like like just. And I can't describe it because I have no reason to feel depressed. And I know people say that, but like when I feel that way and then I, you know, then you 
you know, an instructor does something or you get high fived or somebody, you know, posts something on our Facebook group. And I mean, like how just, I mean, impactful that is. Um, I mean, the instructors have really, I mean, the instructors hold, you know, and it, it is a responsibility that, you know, I, and I, and I don't know if they've ever really thought about that. And, and they, they take that responsibility and, and are so, they're so good at it, you know, because, you know, they, they, it is, you know, people do really lie on the bike for mental health, for physical health, for, you know, for a thousand different reasons. And they are so, so good at what they do. I mean, it is, and it's not just that they're good spin instructors. It's not just that they can get you fit. It's, you know, um, it's whoever's their, selecting these instructors is, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's, it's their personalities. It's their magnetism. It's, um, it, it's they've got, a, they've got a quality about them that, you know, they, it was discussed, uh, during John Foley's interview at HRI. Like, how do you select these people? And I, they, they all have a quality. It's a different quality for different instructors, but they, all have a quality um it's for them to be able to share themselves so openly and invite you to do the same is not an easy thing to do especially on display the way they are it's also a lot of pressure if you really think about it i mean i I bet you a lot of them haven't thought about it because they don't they can't think about the pressure (laughs) they have to they have to kind of put it aside to, to, to do their jobs well and i i i think you're right i think that that's why I don't think they know because I think they get up there and they do what comes naturally. And if they think too hard about it, they might lose the natural. Yeah, I think on some level they know, and therefore on a on a on a logical on a on a level that's closer to the surface, they kind of choose not to know because you it's a lot to to take in, you know. I hope it is, but I hope in the back of their head somewhere they know that they've probably every time they get. <laughs> Every time they get on the bike, they've probably changed because they are so good at what they do. They probably changed the course of somebody's day. And I think it's really important to know that they that they have that gift. Every single one of them has that gift, whether they know it or not, whether they try or not. They do. And every I I promise you, every single time they've changed, they've changed the course of somebody's day. That's that's a very nice thought. So, um, but you know, I, that's, I mean, I, that's the reason I got the bike because, you know, kind of long, short story long, <laughs> I got the bike because I thought it was gonna, you know, fill in that one space of, I needed to, I needed to work out regularly. And I, on the bad days, I needed to just be told what to do. But what I got was this whole, like this whole community and this Support whole like system. big group hug every day. And I love it. And I, I it's funny because people like I, when I start, I, first of all, I'm always wearing something that says Peloton. And you know, <laughs> what's funny is people say, I don't know if other people that wear Peloton, you know, get this. They say, oh, you're always wearing something Peloton. And I turn to people and I say, well, you're always wearing something that says Lululemon. Why is it any different? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but you get so much more enjoyment out of peloton <laughs> exactly. exactly so but you know i so people i you know people make fun of me for my obsession but it's it's more than just an obsession it's 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 really part it's part it's a, such a part of my wellness and i'm so grateful that you know john foley and whoever it was pushed through all the whatever they went through to get this bike out um because again it is more than just exercise and i think that they know that yeah i, yeah. I think that they do they but you're absolutely right yeah absolutely but you know i you know i want 
I want anybody to know, sort of to wrap this up, that like, you know, I've told my story and it's not easy to tell because, you know, some people will laugh and they'll think that I'm crazy. And I know I have this like online persona that's like, you know, like people that know me on Facebook, that's whatever. But I'm actually very and I'm a very empathetic person like these, you know, when these suicides have like they just really really affect me and somebody's sadness affects me and I'm just very I'm very empathetic and um I want you know that's one of the reasons that I I wanted to tell my story not just why I got the bike but the backstory and and how I was feeling because I want people somebody to know that if they you know are dealing with some of this and it seems more than normal than the normal sort of ups and downs of life that you know it's okay to deal with it it's okay to say I'm not okay you know and I think it's a really good question to ask you know when you wake up in the morning am i going to be okay today yeah i think it's um, rough for people sometimes because i think the when when you have those highs and lows i think a lot of people the the highs are pretty awesome and it's hard mm-hmm. to give those up yeah you know absolutely it's funny that you say that because the doctor said to me when i finally got stable on the medications the psychiatrist said you know you can't go off of them and i said to him oh my god i never would because once you find like the normal to me, like I don't, the highs were not cause the highs always, the highs were so high that the lows were so low. Right. And yeah. I would never, ever want to go back to that. I mean, again, well, like the past couple of days hearing about everything has made me a little sad and, and I hate it. I hate it. Um, so, you know, for anybody that feels like the roller coaster is too big. Like I just like deal with it. Like it, there's no shame in in saying I'm not okay or I'm not sure if I'm okay or I have a friend that I don't know if she's okay. Like like I, it's it's so important and it there's nothing wrong with it. It's not embarrassing. It's not you know, it's scary to deal with because like, it's not like black and white, you know, you go, you have a cold, you take a, whatever you have strep throat, you take an antibiotic. This is a little more like less, there's a lot more gray, but it's very, very real. And, you know, you owe it to yourself if you, you know, it's hard. I mean, it was really scary, um, but it was, I, I can't, and I hope I'm conveying, you know, in my story, how, how scary it was, but I, it was the best thing I ever did for myself. And I came out of it with such a sense of, you know, of the things I need to do to take care of myself. And in somebody that's feeling like that, there is a solution. There are medications, there's meditation, there's, you know, there's other therapies, like there's all sorts of therapies, there's talk therapy, there's, um, there's, you know, knowing what you, you know, sometimes it's as simple as, is, is knowing what you need. Like I need to work out every day. Okay. Well, you know, my work schedule, whatever, doesn't allow for me to go to a gym. Okay. Well, what do I need? Well, you know, if you can afford it or, you know, are willing to make the investment, a Peloton might be a solution. Um, you know, but it's like knowing what you need to stay healthy. You know, I need to go to bed at nine o'clock, you know, and I just, I would really encourage anybody out there that is, cause I know that you're there. I know that people feel like this, that, you know, it's, uh, it's okay to know that you're not okay. And it's okay to take the steps, whether it's, you know, just whether it's not as drastic, or if you, if you feel like you're not okay, and it's, and you need to take drastic steps, like I did, you know, take them. And if you need to take smaller steps, take them, you know, and at the very least, like start to talk about it with your friends, because you'd be surprised that, that you're not the only one, you know, don't feel like you're the only one, because you're not. And I guess that's sort of the message that I feel is really, really important in all of this. Um, 
you know, well, and uh, so that's my that's my story. And that's why I got the bike. And I wouldn't trade my bike for anything. Well, Marla, I would like to thank you for sharing your story. And I would like to thank you on behalf of your children for getting help. Because, um, you know, I know that that Tom and I make some jokes every once in a while about about his ex-wife. But uh, to be very serious for a second, uh, the, the reason that our frustration level is so high is because we genuinely believe that she has a, a mental illness that um, that she won't deal with. Right. And um, she refuses to get help or, or, or to even even consider that that it that it's something that she needs help for um and so the effect that that has on the children is um it's unbelievably sad and it's devastating what that does to them so i don't i don't know if you realize it but what you have done to be able to get yourself help and to take that seriously is not only the best thing you could have done for yourself but the best thing that you could have done for your children to be healthy and to be a good example for them so thank you for them. Absolutely. Thank you. That's such a kind thing to say. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Especially sitting here on on the other end of it. Yeah. You know, and and seeing how much how much damage it can cause if you don't. Yes. You know. Yes. So so it, it's it in and I know it can be rough and I think you know when we talk about people like Kate Spade or Anthony Bourdain I also think there's a lot of a lot of times People at that level don't want to get help because I think they also feel like, but they feel like their creativity comes from the same place. And so they don't want to, it's scary to take that step for fear that it will, that it, it will, will damage that. who they are or what has driven their success. And I mean, in a non mental health capacity, they wanted Barbara Streisand to get a nose job when she was younger. And she's like, but what if you screw it up and I can't sing? Like, you know what I mean? And so, and so she, right. so she, that's, why she didn't get it because she's like but that's that's how i sing and i think that i think a lot of people with mental illness kind of feel like that's how they sing you know yeah i think you're a thousand percent right and so i i i think you're very brave for for sharing your story and and i appreciate it so much and i i do think that i mean i know this is something you've been thinking about doing for a while but i think that the timing could not be better uh i am I'm proud to to be part of of sharing it with the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity to well, to tell my story. I've been yeah, I have been thinking about it for a long time and how I wanted to share it and you know what was the right way and and again, Peloton has been such a such a big part of it that this was perfect. So thank you. You're very welcome and and, and thanks again. So if people would like to find you on the bike or social media, where can they go about doing that? Oh gosh! So I'm mostly I do Facebook, um, <laughs> uh, and Marla Kaminsky. You know, you can find me on on the leaderboard. So my, I know, I know, Matt, you hate this. My Matt Wilpers hates my leaderboard name. Uh, my leaderboard name is Pelagasm. <laughs> and Matt hates that. I didn't realize he hated that. That's so funny. <laughs> he refuses to say it. Yeah. yeah. He'll shout me out by my name, but no. <laughs> and and, and to, to my credit, it's not what people, well, it is what people think, but it's not. So I came up with the name. I had several names before. I had Polygasm. And I came up with it because one day I was taking a class and I can't remember who it was that I was taking it with, but I was. <laughs> 
it was really hard. It was a hard class. And I literally thought I had nothing left in me. And I then there was like one more climb and I found it in me and I like pushed myself over the edge. And because <laughs> 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 you went over the edge. That's awesome. <laughs> Apologasm so is that moment when you don't think you have anything left to give and you're done and you like, but you find a way to give a little more and you push yourself over the edge. <laughs> so if for some reason you don't want a shout out from Matt Wolpers, just pick a pick a leaderboard name that's a little dirty. And he's never going to give a shout out to Hello Fisting. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many worse leaderboard names than Pelagasm. Uh, there are. There are. <laughs> I thought it was creative. It I, is. I it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we've had some fun conversations about it. But that's that's um that's my leaderboard name. So and I love high fives. So uh, and I always high five back. I always return the favor. <laughs> no, go so, hanging. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you very uh, much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off. No. Um, oh. No. No. That's it. Oh well. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to join us today. We we really appreciate it. Yes. Very thank much. you. Thank you for having me. You have a good rest of your day, Marla. Thanks. You too. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Here's today's recipe for success. Obviously, there were some kind of uh, some serious topics in that one as well. Very, very serious. Yes. And there were some high profile suicides in the past two weeks. Yeah. Ish. So uh, we thought this would also be a good time to point out there's currently a GoFundMe going on uh, for Dennis Morton's birthday. Yes. And it kind of ties into all this. It does. Yeah. Dennis Morton is turning 40. And uh, so he has a group. Dennis Menaces, Dennis's Menaces, I always say it wrong. Um, and uh, they wanted to do something nice for him. And they asked him what his favorite charity is. And his favorite charity is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And so uh, there's a GoFundMe. It is listed out on the clipout page. So the Facebook.com slash the clipout. Um, and it's also on the Dennis's Menaces page. And it's been posted on the OPP. Um, but at any rate, however you find it, it's a GoFundMe. It's for Dennis and it's to celebrate his birthday It's to give back It's to help people make it to their next birthday Awesome And uh, and if you know anyone Who is going through something um, That they need to talk to somebody That maybe they're thinking about suicide If you yourself are Then there is a 800 number that you can call 1-800-273-8255 And on a lighter note did yes. uh does marla have a recipe for us she does she does back to basics which seems appropriate energy sure. bites and uh this is actually from a friend of hers so i guess she knows this lady that created the recipe and she has a book uh it's charlotte press charlotte press has been working with Marla on her nutrition. And I guess they met. She had a bio at the local Peloton store and on her Facebook. And that's how Marla found her. They started working together. So it's kind of a similar situation how I worked with Claire Shorenstein. Right. And this is this is from Charlotte. It's a pretty easy recipe. You have a half a cup of nut butter of choice. So you could use almond. <laughs> <laughs> nut butter. <laughs> No, Tom. Uh, you could use almonds, uh, almond butter, peanut butter, cashew butter, or sunflower seed. Could you say nut butter again? <laughs> nut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and then you use a fourth a cup 
plus two tablespoons of protein powder. <laughs> protein and nut butter. Oh, Tom. No. What? No. And I she recommends... from a quarter cup to two teaspoons because you need a little time, a refractory period, a grace period, if you will. So uh, Charlotte recommends the new zest pea protein, and that's P-E-A <laughs> protein. Come on. What did, she knew what she was doing. She Don't tell me it any different. Marla knew damn good and well what she was doing when she forgot this recipe. Um, also, two tablespoons of Cacao powder. <laughs> well, that's the noise you'll make if you do it right. Cacao. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and then you can add one to two teaspoons of cinnamon and one to two tablespoons of sweetener, which would be maple syrup or honey, and that's optional. And three quarters to one cup of almond milk, but you add just a little bit of a time. And um, it's really hard to milk those almonds, though. <laughs> and. I don't know that I should even say this because it says that, you know, it lists out the macros, but the way it says it is that there's small, which makes about 20 balls. (laughs) Come on. She did this on purpose. Or large, that it makes about 18 balls. Um, (laughs) So I will post this on our website at theclipout.com. And I don't know. Should we tell people what the upside down pineapple means? Because I did I did Google it Oh that's true You did Google it I did Google it And Marla confirmed it In her email to me But if anybody out there Is curious It uh, apparently is a, a signal You put it in your Grocery cart Upside down And that tells other people That you're up for some fun Outside your marriage A little swing in action Tell how naive swing I am or adultery It's swinging Oh okay I didn't know. I mean, it specifically said swinging. Oh, I didn't know that it said swinging. It absolutely did. (laughs) Sorry, I don't even like pineapples. (laughs) I would have no way of knowing. So if you're just walking around a grocery store with a pineapple in your cart, I should be really concerned. Even a right side up pineapple, you should be concerned about. Because why would I have that? I'm just looking to flip it upside down. So yeah, I'm just telling you right now, something has gone horribly wrong. I should be in a lot of trouble. Okay, well you you heard it here. If Tom's in a grocery store with a pineapple. Be alarmed. Don't any of you sons of bitches try and sneak a pineapple into my car either. <laughs> They're not even in the same city. Well, but they might. <laughs> it's very, it's very, now all of you have a reason to come to St. Louis. It's just a very to fuck tra- with Tom. It's a very travely bunch. <laughs> I don't think anyone's traveling to the Midwest, Tom. Yeah, I think I don't, you're safe. That's probably fair. <laughs> so uh, I guess that brings us to the close of another episode. Uh, where can people find you in the interim? They can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, or of course on the bike at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to find the show online, you can do that at theclipout.com. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there join the group stay up to date and uh, also don't forget while you're in front of your internet delivery device you can go to iTunes rate review subscribe it helps us tremendously which is why we never shut up about it so uh, that's it for this episode who are we talking to next week well I I know that we have a couple people lined up but um, we have a very limited amount of time and people have had a lot of scheduling issues so it will either be 
Chrissy Blackwood or Jenny Hutt? I okay. don't know. <laughs> there we go. Let's see how that works out. Another peek behind the curtain. We open <laughs> with one and we now close the curtain. So that's it for this episode. Until next time, keep pedaling. Come on and take a ride with me. I know what you need.